Blog Talk Radio. Hey, I'm Jared Padalecki. And this is Jensen Ackles. And you're listening to Winchester Radio. Uh, hey, this is Susan. Uh, welcome to Winchester Radio. Um, a uh, double edition this evening of sorts. Uh, not necessarily twice the time, but uh, twice the discussion. Two episodes uh, tonight. We're going to start a little bit with last week's Mamma Mia and then move on to uh, this week's The Foundry. Um, sadly, there was no ABBA in Mamma Mia. It might have helped. <laughs> I um, it was the second episode of the season. I uh, uh, had really high expectations for that episode. I think pretty much all of fandom did. And there's always a problem when you have way high expectations. It's very difficult to meet them. But even if I'd had half the expectations that I had, I still wouldn't have been happy. Um, There were some good parts to it. I I hate to start negative and I hate to continue negative. But um, I definitely have issues with the episode. But there were also some good things. Um, It was written written by um, Brad Buckner and Eugene A, and I'm sorry, I'm, I'm blanking on her name, uh, her last Fleming. name. Thank you. It's a, as, as everyone knows, they're not my favorite writers, and this episode uh, did not help. <laughs> um, part that I had the most difficulty with just wasn't there. Um, and apparently it was it was a lack of a, a really strong and emotional reunion between Sam and Dean. Um, the first episode of the season, they weren't together at all, but it was okay because we knew uh, Dean was certainly going to go all taken. He broke a phone in the half. They're absolutely rushing to save Sam. And, and no, um, Dean and Mary had tea. <laughs> and then stopped for pie, and and uh, I actually thought Cass was slightly more um, enthusiastic about um, looking for Sam. And I know they have to have to uh, know where they're going. I just thought there would be more urgency from Dean, and there wasn't. And then when he did find Sam, he gets himself caught. I actually thought it might be a plot. That where he let himself get caught, and then Mary was going to come in later, but even that stretch uh, didn't work. Even though Cass said it was warded, I guess he just said it was warded against angels, and they just assumed it wasn't against humans. Um, and then when Sam and Dean finally see each other, it could have been so much more. I mean, Sam to this point has been having hallucinations, he's been tortured. He has no reason to believe that's actually Dean, his brother, who thinks he's dead. So it would have been great if he'd protested, got angry, ignored Dean. There was so much more they could have done there. They didn't. And and then Mom. So Sam is not only shocked by being still alive, Mom's back. <laughs> and he handled that pretty well, too. And then... It just wasn't enough for me. It just it just annoyed me so much. And that was only one part on the other hand. Um, things that I did like, I and, and that continued to this week's episode, 
the casting of Rick Springfield as Lucifer, Vince, Vince Vicente, um, the rock star, which I love that persona anyway, and it totally suits Lucifer. And apparently this vessel is holding up or was holding up um, better than that family did. And I just thought he did a great job. I thought he was creepy and scary and oily charming, which is exactly what the devil should be. And I thought he was just one of the best Lucifer vessels we've had since Pellegrino, you know. So, yeah, he was, he was, a, he was a great decision, and I hope we haven't seen the last of him. Um, uh, what did you think, Becky? I'm going to peek at my notes here. Um, well, uh, first of all, I, you know, I didn't think last step, last trip so was the best, but I didn't think it was the worst either. I know a lot of fandom really disliked a lot of the episodes. I was okay with it. There was parts that I was like, they could have done a lot better. Um, but I, I was okay with it. I love, love, love that um, Lucifer, how he was able to get uh, Vic to um, say yes was pretty much the same way mm-hmm. that um, Lucifer got Nick to say yes. You know, I really mm-hmm. liked that they went back to, you know, echoed back to that. I thought that was really mm-hmm. cool. And, of course, I'm a huge Rick Springfield fan since the 80s, so I just loved mm-hmm. him on the show. He looked – oh, he Still looks hot, even at 67 years old. He still looks good. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, no argument I, there. <laughs> I didn't have any problem with Dean and Mary going back to the bunker when they were um, didn't know where Sam was because at that point they did not know where he was. And the best thing, to, in my mm-hmm. opinion, if what I would have done, I'm not Dean Winchester, but what I would have done was went back to where, you know, they know it's the British Mental Letters has him. Mm-hmm. So they go to the bunker, um, you know, where Mental Letters stuff is. Um, they have computers so they can research, um, you know. Well, no, at that time, Dean didn't know it was the Mental Letters. But they still have research there that they, you know, stuff that they can mm-hmm. look into. And mm-hmm. so, so, and, you know, whereas Castiel, whatever Angel Powers, he has, which we've discussed, we still really don't know what he does have. And we and still don't know. <laughs> no. Three episodes, still not a clue. Things. Okay. Apparently he's, he's able to look through houses faster, though, apparently. So he was able <laughs> to locate him. So that, I, I had no problem with that. Um, so the couple things, what I had a problem with, it seems like there was some missing scenes in last week's episode, as well as in this week's episode, it's like there were scenes that were cut maybe or something. Because, like, mm-hmm. when Dean goes to the house and apparently he steps on a sigil, you know, it looks mm-hmm. like a man of letters sigil, actually, and it lights up. Yeah. What did that do? We don't know. Did that lock him in place to where she could catch him? Did it beam him into the house to where she could catch him? You know, what mm-hmm. did that do? <laughs> you know, I think there mm-hmm. should have been a scene I agree. explaining that. And mm-hmm. if that was deleted, you know, put it on the DVD because that was just really confusing. And when we get to talk about this week's episode, same thing. I have some issues there that I think some things are confusing. But it, it was things like yeah. that. It's that also I didn't confusing like to me. Week. 
it's confusing to yeah. me how how Lady Lady it's confusing definitely and it's confusing to me that Lady Tony does she have superhero strength? How did she move Sam Winchester and Dean Winchester? Yes, exactly. You know, exactly. yeah. So that was not good. Not good. And then um, the biggest thing I had a problem with on last week's episode, and it may be a small thing, but really a show that's on television. <laughs> I mean, I could see if mm-hmm. it was just like a little, you know, like a, a little independent movie or something, you know, that doesn't really get big mm-hmm. play. But this show that's been on for 12 years, and they used it when Mary's looking through. uh, John's journal at the end, she comes across a picture that was from the episode The End in season five from that future from where there's all the Croatoans and, um, you know, that um, Zachariah had made for Dean. There was a picture from that future that never really existed. That picture should not exist because that future does not exist. Mm -hmm. And there's a pic, that picture is in John's journal. And I mean, Okay, if they want to make it into a picture, it's supposed to be like during Vietnam or something, John's buddies in Vietnam, they should have at least photoshopped out Bobby's face. I mean, it's so Mm -hmm. obvious seeing Bobby in his wheelchair in the middle of that picture. They did blur out Castiel's face. I did notice that because I paused it, Mm -hmm. and I I was like, surely to goodness, that's not that picture. And I paused it, and it was. (laughs) And they did blur out Castiel's face, but they did nothing to Bobby's face, who's right there in the middle of the picture. So that's just lazy, sloppy. I don't know why they use that picture. If they're going to use it, they should have at least done a little bit more Photoshopping to it. To where mm-hmm. it could, you know, that's just me. It was just unforgivable, that one thing right there. <laughs> I, like I said, it's a little bitty thing, but it's they're too good for that. They should know better. They should not have done that. And that really, really bugged mm-hmm. me. But that that's also, the thing I was really upset about. It's a little thing like that that can just, like, throw you right out of the episode. You know? It'll exactly. Just, it just exactly. It'll make you crazy. And, and the rest of it can be, like, actually could be wonderful. It wasn't, but it could have been wonderful. There were parts that were lovely. Um, but just that one thing will bug you. And I'm like, God, it's so easy to check. <laughs> so easy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm. Oh, well. I don't know. Um, do we do we talk about the the way this episode started, where the way Mama Mia started with Sam in bed with Lady Tony, and at first you're not sure it's real. What is happening? What oh, has she done to him? I knew. Yeah, I knew. It yeah, I knew it couldn't dream. be real. I knew it. Yeah, yeah. it was either a, a dream, a hallucination, drug induced, a spell induced. Um, which apparently you can only use this spell once because the second time will turn your brain into liquid. So glad they didn't try that again. Um, so yeah, that was that was weird and bizarre and creepy, and she's so arrogant. And I I don't know I I, I did not like it. I. But you know, I had questions. I get the about fact how that, that she's torturing. Even work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how how did that spell even work? Was she in his head? Was she, you know, was she mm-hmm. actually in that in in his head 
you know, experiencing mm-hmm. the same things he was experiencing in his head, you know, or was, mm-hmm. you know, or was it, you know, I don't even know how it worked. That's another confusing thing about the episode. Yeah. Um, and, of course, when I, it looked like Sam fought it off, Belle was wearing off or a combination of both, um, she's sitting across the room. You know, she's far away mm-hmm. from him. So it's not like she had to touch him, be near him for the spell to work. Nothing. She's across the room. So mm-hmm. is it the power of suggestion? Was she just? Would she just respond to whatever he said and then she's asking questions? Also, she apparently asked him all the questions about things she wanted to know, and Sam, at least for part of it, was merrily answering her whatever she wanted to know because he didn't realize at first it was a spell. I'm like, mm-hmm. what did he tell her? You know, I mean, we heard a little bit, but what did he tell her? Was anything important? <laughs> you know? I also found her asking very strange questions. Like she was asking Yeah, about I don't think the questions Ruby she was asking and she about asked about was... Benny and I'm like, those are ancient history. Why on earth? And you seem yeah. to know everything else about them. Why ask about them? Very they bizarre. weren't very important questions. <laughs> you know what I mean? It wasn't like <laughs> she was gonna get some top secret information, you know, there was a I I don't understand mm-hmm. the questions she was asking in the first place because yeah, yeah, he hooked up with the demon. So what? That's past history. Yeah, Dean was friends with the vampires. So what? That's past history. I don't, you know, every. I don't see what what would it matter if she knew about him anyways. I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like what what big secret is that? I mean, I could see if she was asking deeper questions about the men of letters. If she was asking about. God, Amara, the darkness, I, Lucifer. Uh, yeah, she, uh, I'm dead. she wasn't asking I'm about creepers. Nothing. Yeah, she wasn't asking big important questions. Mm. And it's not like there's a top secret hunters group like there is a you know yeah the men of letters are a top secret group but there's not a hunter mm-hmm. equivalent to it and so there wouldn't be secret no. hunter information. Yeah, and she 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 tells Sam, you know, you guys are unorganized. You know, we take care of all the monsters. She was bragging about how they have everything handled in England, and the U.S. is way behind. So, what do we know that can help her? <laughs> you know? Yeah, I have no what idea. What do the Winchesters know? Yeah. Oh, anyway, again, poor writing. But mm. I think I I do one. Big, huge thing I want to um, say is I think the best special effects they've ever had in all 12 years was in last week's episode, though, when um, Crowley tossed the acid on Lucifer's face. Oh, Mm -hmm. that was excellent. Um, Between Mm -hmm. the cosmetics and the makeup and the visual effects, all of those together, I mean, it really looked like you were seeing through his face. I mean, it was really, really Mm -hmm. good. It was. Spectacular, really creepy and ugly and awful, and yeah, just right. It was perfect. They did a great job. Um, and I'm glad. I was glad to see Rowena back. Although I do miss her beautiful gowns. You know, she's wearing 
you know, nice clothes now instead mm-hmm. of just instead of her beautiful gowns. But mm-hmm. I love that she's trying to hook up with, you know, some rich guy, you know, some rich Republican guy so she can move to Boca Raton, <laughs> you know, and then outlive him. And I, I think, yeah, that's that's perfect for Rowena. I love that that's what her new plan is now. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I she was she was actually a, just a fantastic part of Mamma Mia. So I kind of I laugh because and, and only if you're like a Floridian would you know this, but it's it's Boca Raton Spanish <laughs> pronunciation, and Raton means rat, and and literally uh-huh. means mouth mouth of the rat, or mouse. And and but everybody here, if you know it well, you just call it Boca. And I thought that was cool because Crowley called it Boca, and so of course mm-hmm. he would know. But in, and I'll I'll give him because I think it was Rowena who said Boca Raton. So and she is Scottish, yeah. so maybe that was it. But but that, that's something that um, I mean there were shows set in Florida. They weren't filmed here, and they didn't pronounce it right. And again, it's a little tiny thing that just takes you out because it's so easy to check, <laughs> you know. <laughs> But, but again, like, that was just um, me because I'm a Floridian. <laughs> it's like shows that are supposed to be set in Maine, and they pronounce Bangor wrong. They'll say Banger, and it's you know it's Bangor, and yeah. <laughs> mhm. Yes. <laughs> um, but I, you know, I, I was, I had, it wasn't you know I was like, eh, the episode's, eh, it's okay. I, it's there's a lot that I thought could have they could have done to improve it and I you know like you I was like really that's all we're going to get from Sam and Dean get being reunited okay um yeah but the scene it was with it was Sam and Mary resolution was, of a cliffhanger <laughs> yeah a season finale cliffhanger yes and that's all they did and it's unfortunate that that those writers got that important um um moment but you were going to mention the scene between Sam and his mother. Sam, Sam and Mary, Gorgeous. that was beautiful. Yes, that was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Beautifully acted, just perfect, and Jared was wonderful. Um, yeah, I, I love that. Um, I also wonder about deleted scenes because it was quite a jump from getting away from Lady Tony and her successor, Mick, Um she just all of a sudden, you know, everybody's healed and we're having pie and dinner and what? And Sam, for all he's been through all this time, is just, you know, smiling fondly at Dean and Mom. And, and people have been saying Dean is out of character the, these first couple episodes. I um, don't see it at all. I don't see him being out of character. I don't know. I know a lot of people are saying that. I I don't see it. And I always think of, um, uh, I think it was James Marsters who said it, uh, when he would talk about people saying, like, Spike was out of character in that episode. He's like, nope, Um, that's the way he was written in the script, so that was his character. (laughs) And Mm so, um, (laughs) you know, I, I always go back to that. It's like, but I totally understand where people, you know, what people mean when they say that, that I didn't see Dean being out of character. And especially mm-hmm. when you look at the end of that episode when um, Sam and Mary are having their moment 
but yet Dean's off drinking by himself, looking at pictures of Mary, mm-hmm. and that's totally Dean, you know. And I thought, and I thought he was all Dean. Hmm. Um. Yeah, I. I didn't see it. I, I don't see him as being massively out of character. He does. To me, he seems different and uncomfortable, as well he should be, <laughs> because. And he says it. You know, all of a sudden, mom is back. And he's trying to cope with that, and he was trying to cope with Sam, and you know, blah blah blah. So, and I think it's very interesting that Mary, they must be this must be where they get it, especially Dean. They don't discuss things. They don't talk about their feelings. They don't talk about their emotions. They don't try to resolve things. They're just like right. they bury themselves in hunting or whatever. Like Dean, you know, he drinks and looks at photographs and. Which they even mentioned, Sam even mentioned that in this week's episode, so. Mm-hmm. Yes, which I thought was awesome. I thought was, that was mm-hmm. an awesome moment where, where it says, you know, well, you know, years, <laughs> Sam says years of family uh, uh, history, <laughs> you know, that's what we do. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, I guess, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Dean must be running things over and over in his mind, Um one thing that Mary said in the Foundry this this past episode this week, it just killed me. She said, "I miss John," and it just it was heartbreaking, you know, just heartbreaking. Yes. And I mean, Sam and Dean miss yeah. their dad, but they've had time to to like grieve and cope. And but to her, you know, he was alive two minutes ago. <laughs> so, well, well, okay. Yeah. What she specifically said was she was in heaven with him and her little boys, her and her baby Sam, and her little Dean. She she specifically I, said she was in heaven with them. I, you know what? I heard that, and then I went, she doesn't mean it literally. She I thought she literally, literally meant it. Hmm. I, you know, well, I thought it was I, so I, bizarre that how could she be with her little boys in heaven because they're alive that, if, oh, she means, she doesn't mean it literally, and she felt like she'd had such a wonderful life with a husband and kids and was so happy that it was heaven to her, and then she lost it. And that, that, that was that my interpretation, so. Hmm? I took it that she was literal with it, because, you know, like the heavens that we've seen before, mm-hmm. it's always like yes. one, you know, It'll be like for um, the one that Castiel liked was of the um, guy who it was a two, a, a perpetual Tuesday mm-hmm. afternoon of him in a, you know, and so mm-hmm. her heaven may have been, you know, even though it wasn't the real little Sam and the real little Dean, it was her little Sam and her little Dean and her John. Mm-hmm. There may not even have been the real mm-hmm. John, but it was a moment mm-hmm. from her life with them that, and that was her heaven. Mm-hmm. Well, that sounds Either, very you know, logical again, as well. A, <laughs> again, it's a thing, you know, mm-hmm. they could have explained it better. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. Definitely. Um, I mean, we had a few, we had a few great lines in Mamma Mia um, when Dean, Dean and Mary are talking and Dean says to her, 
the only thing they had besides the car was each other. And I mm-hmm. thought that was really, really nice. And then yeah. um, this, the scene with Sam at the end where he says, you know, you fill in the biggest blank, you know, to, to mom. So I thought that was really lovely as well. Um, Let's move on to I just looked down at my Foundry now. Hmm? Okay. Let's go to Foundry now because um, Foundry was so much better. <laughs> it was. <laughs> it definitely was. Um, okay. Well, it was it was written by Robert Barons and it was directed by Robert Singer. So that's a great pair right there. They're usually very good with character work and um, emotion and things like that. And definitely, definitely had more of it in the foundry. Um, And it was also monster of the week kind of episode, but it also moved along the bigger story with mom and all that and Lucifer and I thought it balanced things very well. Um, everybody got their time. There was more development. Um, so, yeah, I thought it worked much better all the way around. Sorry, I'm flipping. Uh, yeah, I loved it. It, it, was, it was really spooky. It was one of those good spooky, spooky episodes. It had a salt and burn in it, which, you know, mm. you know, it's always good to see one of those. Um, mm-hmm. Had creepy it, kids. <laughs> yep. Yep. Which is always, you know, supernatural, you know, classic having the creepy kids in there. Um, mm-hmm. I, I love Mary's new haircut. She looks so good. Mm-hmm. And I, and if, you know, she started wearing John's, you know, she was, in the last two episodes, she was wearing her wedding ring. And then this episode, she's wearing it on a chain. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was, you know, a big sign, you know, that mm-hmm. she's moving on and she's she's not wearing the wedding ring anymore. Um, she's put it on a chain. And mm-hmm. I just, I felt so bad for her. You know, because you you can, she she wants to fit in. She's trying her best, and mm-hmm. yeah, I felt real. I felt really bad for her. Yeah, I mean, every every way she turns, there's something new, something different. Things aren't the way they used to be. Um, she doesn't have her husband, her support system. Um, she remembers children, little children, a, a child and a baby, but all of a sudden they're adults and they're not young adults either. <laughs> Um, they look different. They act different. Um, they're in they're in the hunting life that she didn't want for them. Um, I when do you like think about it. Uh, they're gr- they're grown men that she doesn't really even know. You know, because right. mm-hmm. you know it, she you know if without them telling her they're, they're her kids, she wouldn't know that. Because mm-hmm. you know. Sam was six months old and Dean was four. You know, you don't look like mm-hmm. yourself when you were four or six months old when you're 33 mm-hmm. and 37. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. they're strangers, mm-hmm. you know, I would think. Yes. Yeah. Um, 
when she leaves at the end and takes the journal, I actually got upset. I'm like, wait, that, that's John's journal. It belongs with Dean and Sam. And, and I know that's her husband, but they, but it's been such a part of their lives. It's not just a handbook to the hunting, but it's their, it's their father. And there's so much in there. And, and maybe, I'm sorry, my, this, <laughs> this may be show, it may be fanfic, but doesn't, don't Sam and Dean update the journal with, with monsters? Don't they add notes? Don't they also keep it up as well? I mean, it would make sense. I don't know if we've ever, I don't know if we've ever, if we've ever seen, seen them that. update it. Yeah. Yeah. And but I totally understand. I totally mm-hmm. understand how you feel that way. But then I also see mm-hmm. Mary. It's like that's her mm-hmm. only piece of her husband that's left. And right. I was fine with her taking it because the, the mm-hmm. Sam and Dean Bates probably know everything that's in it now. And mm-hmm. so, you know. If they have any, if they had a half a bit of sense, if they would have scanned it and uploaded it a long time ago to the right, computer right. possible. But I, I, and I, there, I'm like, know, I'm okay with her taking it, but it was also like, oh, uh, you know, just for a second. It was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. journal. <laughs> but I understand that she you know, would. That, Want it. They get to keep the car, so she she can have the journal. Well, that's true. <laughs> yeah, somebody <laughs> said like she left she left the bunker, but what's she driving? Is she walking? Does she have any money? She has no driver's right. license. She has no social security card. She has nothing. <laughs> I mean, and all you know, I'm her, sure her family. Her sure, you know, her family did all you know a lot of the stuff that. Um, you know, getting around back then, she would have, you know, but now, you know, getting around with a fake, you know, it's different to get a fake social security number than it would have been then. You know, it's different now to get mm-hmm. a fake ID card or credit card than it would have been then, back when she was a, in her, you know, a hunter. So, mm-hmm. yeah, everything would have changed. Mm-hmm. I, I had, I was wondering if maybe, you know, Dean had given her money and stuff and they were already in her bag, you know, maybe beforehand mm-hmm. or because, you know, she's got all these new clothes she's wearing and stuff, so. hmm Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, and there are plenty of cars in the Men of Letters garage. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I'm sure she could boost one of her own, but um, um, they could have given her one of those. Speaking of vehicles, there's an odd moment. And I didn't think about yes. it at the time. The bike. And uh-huh. Dean goes by and goes, oh, you know, nice bike. And like, and I was thinking maybe they were going to use it later on in the yeah. episode. But somebody mm-hmm. pointed out, since it's a British bike, that that is Mr. Ketch's bike. Ah. And I saw somebody had a good theory that they think mm-hmm. that Mr. Ketch is um, Crowley's son. Oh, that would be interesting. Because wow. that yeah, would be very interesting. I like that idea a lot. Mhm. Yeah. Interesting. Because you know, very interesting. We haven't seen him since Crowley dropped him off in a field and told him don't smoke. You know, so we haven't seen him since then. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's true. That could be. Like I can't even 
I haven't heard anything about the, about the character being cast, have you? Like, we don't have a clue, right? No, no, but I have seen rumblings on around on Twitter and things mm-hmm. that the actor who played Crowley's son mm-hmm. was coming back. Oh, well. Yeah. That would, so that it could would be. be interesting. Hmm. Um, you know, I, I don't, I, well, she's gone for a while, but um, I really liked the scenes with Mary and Castiel. I thought it made sense yeah. that they would connect. Mm-hmm. And Me too. I re- there, there are two people who are super close to Sam and Dean, yet not. And so mm-hmm. it makes perfect sense for them to bond and I, I you know I can totally see with her out on her own maybe Castiel coming and checking mm-hmm. on her you know and stuff like that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he'd have to drive but he could do that mm-hmm. <laughs> drive his truck but, uh, yeah mm-hmm. um, yeah I, I really like them together they have a nice com not camaraderie, but, like, they have an understanding, you know, definitely. Mm-hmm. And I like that relationship. And I also um, am enjoying Cass and Crowley. <laughs> they were sort so of working funny. together. They, they were like the, you know, I, I would totally watch the Cass and Crowley comedy hour. I mean, they were hilarious mm-hmm. this week together, especially that bit yep. of the truck when they were going, uh, you know, in the front of the truck, then looking in the window, then in the front, then looking in the window and, <laughs> It was good. That was hilarious, and I like Agent Beyonce, and well, that make must make me Agent <laughs> JV. <laughs> yeah. And I have to say, I I saw Jay Z on filming David Letterman once, and he was like the most boring person ever. And Crowley's not boring, so I I would not be Agent Jay Z. But I wonder what made Cass pick Beyonce. <laughs> you know. It, it goes like, back what? to, you know, he knows, he knows Sam and Dean use rock star names. Mm-hmm. And so remember right. back in an episode, he call, he said his, his co- colleagues' agents, um, Aguilera and Spears, were coming. And, you mm-hmm. know, so he goes, oh. and he was talking about Sam and Dean, so he goes more to the female pop star. Pop singers instead of rock stars. Oh, that's like true. <laughs> that's right. And apparently, mom, mom goes for like you know a seventies kind of pop music yeah. shows because she was Shirley Partridge. Partridge family. Yeah. <laughs> she was Shirley Partridge, and then um, her kids were Agent Cassidy and Agent Bonaduce, <laughs> which were the actors. And which, is, on and which is cool about that is David Cassidy. Uh, was Katie Cassidy who played the first Ruby's mom. So I like, you know, there's mm-hmm. a little tie-in there. That worked very well. I also thought, um, I don't Dad, know not thought mom, this. dad. <laughs> <laughs> David Cassidy is a man. <laughs> yes, this is true <laughs> so far. <laughs> um, I also thought because Mary is Shirley Partridge also, um, a widowed mother on her own with her kids, strong woman surviving, hey, you know, on the road (laughs) Uh, in a very particular-looking vehicle. (laughs) Right. Not a bus, but. (laughs) Not a bus, no. 
and not quite the same paint job, but um, again, I like I thought a lot. The oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Keep going. Uh, I, I what I was going to say. I really like the echoing back to past episodes that were in this episode, like. When uh, Mary first goes into the house and you see her with a blinking light and a crib, you know, that's very much Mm. like the pilot. And the scene that got me the most, though, was when she was possessed. And it was so much like Devil's Trap, Um, you know, the season one finale. It was, you know, Mm because she, you know, just like John, when he had Dean up against the wall, she had Dean up against Mm -hmm. the wall. And, right. uh, you know, it was so much the same. And then she even goes down on when she drops to the floor and looks up. It's just like when John did, except, you know, that's, of course, when the, um, you know, he expelled the demon out of him. But and she didn't do that. But it, it was there was just so much about it that was like Devil's Trap. And I love that mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That but the one great. thing that did confuse me. And this is one of the things that mm-hmm. I was saying that they need that, you know, it's like, is there a deleted scene or what was when mm-hmm. um, they were, they were in the Prince hotel, which I liked. It was called Royal Front Motel, which is since they were in Minnesota and Minneapolis, mm-hmm. it was supposed to be a, it was a shout out to Prince, which I love mm-hmm. that. But um, mm-hmm. when they were at the hotel and Mary, um, you know, she's already got that mark on her arm from the little ghost boy and she like almost mm-hmm. passes out or whatever and she's having those visions and she's having visions you know from the pilot and then she sees the little ghost boy say help me it's like what happened there you know they never mm-hmm. you know they didn't explain what mm-hmm. that happened and right. was it you know was there a deleted scene saying that like the little ghost boy had a connection with her and that he was trying to, he was sending her an actual message that he needed help. You know, was it a telepathic mm-hmm. link that they had? You know, there was no, they never explained that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was weird. I liked it. I also thought the the little boy was adorable. <laughs> oh, he I think was. That was. So cute. Lucas. Was and he tweeted a too. lot of really good pictures that night. We I tried to retweet a bunch of mm-hmm. them, but he tweeted a lot mm-hmm. of good pictures. And I love mm-hmm. the pictures of of Samantha Smith and him tickling him and everything. It's so mm-hmm. And even Robert Singer too. I was like, oh my. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's usually very sort of dignified, you know, but he's <laughs> having fun. <laughs> it was fun to see. Um. It was a little thing about this episode, but it seemed to bug the crap out of a lot of people. Dean, Cass comes in to tell in the bunker to, to tell Sam and Dean at breakfast that he's leaving, going off to look for Lucifer. Um, he also said Lucifer was his fault, and I loved that because yes, he yes, admitted I love it. That it is his fault. And I also loved that Sam and Dean didn't immediately say, oh, no, it's not, or you don't know. It was like they didn't argue. It was like, yes, it is. But they did offer him backup, which I thought was nice, and, and it made sense. It made sense to, to not argue that it was, it was his fault, but they also offered backup, like, you know, we agree, but we're not going to abandon you. But when he first comes in, Dean offers 
Cassiel coffee or says, do you want some coffee? Like, and everybody had like, like such a kerfuffle over him. Like, oh my God, why is he offering coffee? He doesn't drink, blah, 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 blah. Well, so what? <laughs> you know, he, it's not that he can't drink it. He doesn't need to, but he said before he drank a liquor store, you know, it didn't help him, but he drank a right, liquor store. Exactly. And also action of drinking, sitting down and drinking coffee in the morning. That's part of his, socialization with Sam Dean. He doesn't need to, but it's not going to hurt his vessel to, for him to drink coffee. Sam and Dean drink coffee. They like it. He will sit down and have coffee with, with Sam and Dean. And it's, it wasn't a big deal. Also, even if you could say, well, it's a little bit of miscontinuity on, on Buffy, Spike smoked, Spike drank, <laughs> They weren't supposed to be able to, how could he smoke? He doesn't breathe. He's dead. You know, why is he drinking? Shouldn't have an effect. He's dead. There's always, you know, I was like, you know, you guys, let the coffee thing go. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's, yeah. It's okay. <laughs> like, like you said, when everybody was um, throwing a fit about that, I was like, but we've seen him drinking before. <laughs> you know, he, you know, he yeah. drunk all those shots, and, you know, in the episode with um, Joe and, uh, Ellen, and he, you know, like you said, he drank the liquor store in that one episode. <laughs> you know, yes. he can drink, and just because we haven't seen him do it doesn't, you know, actually drink coffee doesn't mean that he doesn't. Mm-hmm. I, yes, I had no problem with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, and I didn't even think about it until I heard that, like, there was a problem with it. Yeah, it's not that he doesn't need coffee. He doesn't need to drink, but he can. It's not going to hurt him, and it's part of that socialization. Um, Plus, he was thing. he was a human for a while, and mm-hmm. you know he, he he probably drank coffee then. Even though we know, mm-hmm. you know, he loved peanut butter and jelly sandwiches when he was a human, and now that he's an angel, mm-hmm. the molecule he can taste the molecules, and so it doesn't taste the same. <laughs> doesn't mean he still mm-hmm. doesn't drink it. Yeah, it's like no big deal, no big deal. Keep drinking that coffee, Cass. <laughs> it's okay. Um, another thing uh, cool about this episode is um, Rowena was taken by Lucifer, and she's obviously terrified of him, but not enough to not think of a way to get herself out of it and basically rescue herself and 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 do a spell. And not just get away, but send Lucifer far away. And when we saw him, his vessel, Rick Springfield, was starting to, I don't know, it looked like decay or break down or, I don't know, do something weird. And then she sends him far away. Like, I wonder where he goes. I mean, what's far away? You know, the bottom of the Marianas Trench. (laughs) She did mention, you know. (laughs) See what see what vessel you can find at the bottom of the ocean. So, mm, yeah, that that could be. Um, and I loved that she she used his arrogance and overconfidence that she wouldn't dare to defy him. That she was too afraid. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and that's what I you and, know I keep. It's like how can you trust Rowena? You know I keep wondering ever since mm-hmm. she's been on the show, and you know they asked her to do spells and you know, everybody's asked her to do spells. It's like. 
you don't know what spell she's doing. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. all you know, she's <laughs> going to turn you into a frog or something. You don't know what she's doing. <laughs> and so I, yes. you know, I'm glad to finally see her actually go against it and somebody, you know, and it's, you know, do what she wants to do. And, Mhm. Yeah, and he just assumed that she was so afraid of him that she wouldn't dare not do the right thing yeah. for him. And nope, nope. <laughs> so yeah, I but boy, I feel bad. I I'm worried about her when he's back, though. So. Oh yes, and like I he, hope he, I hope Rick Springfield he comes would, back. I. You know, I I think he does, because mm. you know, not to, I'm I'm not telling any spoilers or anything, but I have a feeling mm-hmm. he's back because I don't think that would have been the end for him. Yeah, I, I think Rick Springfield yeah. would have got a better ending. <laughs> I would hope. I, I would hope we'd at least hear him sing. <laughs> yes, I know. He's gone for good, even a little bit. You know, just work it in. He is a rock singer, so it wouldn't. Wouldn't not make when they sense. Cast, when when I first heard, you know, they cast Rick Springfield, you know, for the role of Lucifer, all I could think about was the uh, Las Vegas convention a couple years ago that I was at, and um, uh, James Patrick Stewart was there who played um, Dick Roman, and he sung Jesse's Girl at the convention, <laughs> and so all I can think about is how, you know, Dick Roman sang one of Lucifer's songs, you know, <laughs> I just think that's hilarious. <laughs> oh, that would be great. <laughs> yeah, and I guess they could have, well, if Lucifer, if they knew Lucifer was going to jump into a rock singer, they didn't have to cast an actual rock singer if he's never mm-hmm. going to sing. So since they actually have Rick Springfield doing the part, yeah. why not have him sing a little bit? Even a little exactly. bit. Exactly. Hmm. Um, when he, he went to heal Vince's sister, I, it was a little bit unclear to me that he had to go do that if it was part of the agreement for... Okay. And Mama Mia. And Mama Mia, when Lucifer was trying to talk Vince into accepting him, he never mentioned right. his sister, did he? That was never mentioned. No. No, it was only because that he thought had... he'd have his, his girlfriend back, his wife. Yeah, yeah. His, wife his sister Jen. was never mentioned. Yet, no. if you, in the, in the part, in the, then for this week's episode, and, you know, when they show what's happened in the past episodes, there's a line looped in it. Where he says something about going, you know, you need to go, you know, go go save my sister. Um, Mm -hmm. They looped that in. So I wonder if there was a Hmm. cut scene from last week. You know, again, you know, there's so many things that they're delete that it sounds Mm. like they're cutting that cause things not to make sense. There must, you know, I'm guessing there was a scene cut last week where, you know, she, Mm -hmm. you know, he, where he promised that he would do that. Because when they do visit her sister, his sister in this episode, she says it's like he was just doing a business deal. He was so cold, so which is what Lucifer would do, you know. Because as you know, as we know, Lucifer never lies. He always keeps his word. And so, if he told, mm-hmm. told Vince that he would, you know, heal his sister, he had to go do it. 
And so I'm guessing mm-hmm. there was a deleted scene last week. Oh, quit deleting things that are important. <laughs> I know. I, I sometimes wonder about editing choices and things they leave in. Um, anyway. I loved that graveyard scene and conversation between Sam and Dean about Mary. So, you know, oh, it was I, beautiful. It was really, really beautiful. And it was a salt and burn, which is, you know, old school, and I just love it. And then them talking about her and Sam understanding, you know, and Dean just not mm-hmm. wanting to admit that, that Mary, their mother, could be anything but overjoyed. You know, and thrilled and right. all that. You know, so yeah, it was it was just great. Um, and then it oh. goes to the end of the episode where it broke their hearts. Oh, I know that was and that it, was. Oof. I totally, I totally understand. Excuse me, I'm going to mute for a second mm-hmm. while I cough because I'm still sick. Hmm. Okay, so I totally understand her point of view mm-hmm. and why mm-hmm. she's leaving and why she has to do it. But, and you know, I have two boys. They're, you know, they're pretty much grown, 21 and 22 years old. Not as old as Sam and Dean, but, you know, they're, they're grown men. Mm-hmm. And one of them still lives with me. You know, I've never, of course, been dead and come back come back to life and you know especially for 30 years and everything but I don't think I could ever leave you know my my boys you know even if it was you know if something that I really needed to do all I I would be thinking of what my what I would be putting my boys to and I couldn't do it now like I said I've never been in Mary's in Mary's shoes so if I was maybe I could be able to do it you know, because her whole mm-hmm. world has changed. Or my world is still the same as it's mm-hmm. always been. And mm-hmm. But I, you know, she just, you know, but, you know, again, like we said earlier, they are strangers to her. They're grown men. She knew her kids as little bitty babies. And so mm-hmm. these are two grown men that she doesn't really know. So it, I guess it's easier for her to leave. But she, you know, mm-hmm. if only she knew like Dean's abandonment issues, you know, the way he couldn't mm-hmm. even look at her when she's telling that. Mm-hmm. It just broke my heart because, you know, everybody leaves yeah. him. You know, he's always said yeah. that everybody leaves him. And then mm-hmm. here he got his mom back and she's leaving him again. And then, oh, Sam, when he flinches, when the door slams, oh, my gosh, you know, mm-hmm. it just killed me again. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, it's, it's like, it's, and, you know. How you know it makes you think? How could she do that to her kids? But then again, yeah. it you know you totally I totally see her point of view. So, but still, it's mm-hmm. just really hard. Yeah, I mean, when Dean Dean can't look at her and he she goes to hug him and he just steps away like no, and I'm like oh man, you know, it just killed me. And like you said, when when the door slams. And uh, Sam starts like that and jumps, and it's just so, it's painful for both of them. It's physically painful that, that she's leaving. And and here, just, just a, the, totally the week before, Sam, 
Sam, the week before, Sam had said she, having her there fills all of his blanks. And then she mm-hmm. knows that, and she still mm-hmm. leaves. Right. That was killer. I hope she's not gone for too long. Yeah, I hope she's not gone long. Mm-hmm. I hope, you know, she goes off and she's able to find herself and her place in the world, and she's back with her boys soon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I hope that Dean doesn't hold it against her. I hope he forgives her mm-hmm. and understands why she had to leave. I hope so. Yeah, because, you know, you've got her. Don't lose, you know, nobody gets a second chance like that, you know. So, right. You know, it'll be hard, but I hope he works it out because it would be terrible. You know? Yeah. Um, I'm glad at least Sam hugged her, you know. Yeah. At least that's something. Wow. Um, I have a nitpick. <laughs> it's a small <laughs> one. But um, we were talking about, uh, you were talking about Mary's haircut. And it does look very nice. And, you know, she cut it herself. And then she comes out, and I think it's Dean says, did you cut your hair? (laughs) It was Sam. It was Sam who said it. Was it it Sam? Mm -hmm. She must have cut nine inches off her hair. (laughs) And I'm like, some hunter you are. (laughs) Right? really okay <laughs> but it made me laugh and then um, I liked when Dean jokes like she says it's more practical you know less for like a monster to grab and Dean said that but trying to tell Sam that for years so it was nice to see a little bit of the old humor there brother right teething and everything um, I thought the Opening was very creepy, with the <laughs> with the kind of hipster couple, and then the baby crying mm-hmm. in the creepy house, good. and yeah. she goes running up. Yeah, yeah, it was very creepy, but I thought it was good. Um, I might have missed something, but I'm not sure why the episode was called the Foundry. Was that the name of the house? But I know what a foundry is, is, but I don't know how it fits in. <laughs> Is it like a song title? Um, I haven't, because it seems sounds like a song title to me. I um, don't know. Yeah, because you know, a foundry is where you make sculpture. You know, you cast sculpture and, and metal. And I thought, well, I don't think that the creepy kids or the what had happened to the man. Um, didn't have anything to do with the man who died and was killing the other kids after killing himself really creepily by walling himself up and letting himself starve to death. That was gross. Um, but I, I don't know. It was, I don't think it's what the kids were called. Little monster kids. But, yeah, oh well. I mean, I don't know if it's a song or not. I just Googled the foundry and nothing really 
comes up. So I, you know, nothing specific. It, there's a lot of restaurants and places with that name. So. <laughs> this is true. Um, it's it's a little bit, little bit like it sounds um, like the Andy Warhol, um, the factory, the foundry, the factory. But I don't know how Andy Warhol and the factory would relate to this episode <laughs> at all. So I guess we'd have to ask Robert Barons, who admittedly has some obscure and quirky interests. So maybe he'd answer. I'm not sure. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe what his thoughts would be. I do not know. I liked it, no matter the title. I liked it. (laughs) (laughs) Same, Um, same. Yep. Um, Anything else about the episodes to talk about? I'm looking in my notes. I mean, it was really solid, Ah. a nice balance. Monster of the Week moved things forward. I have no complaints. Yeah, that's one thing, you know, a lot of times in the episodes where we've had like four different storylines going on at the same time, like in this one, you know, we had uh, Rowena mm-hmm. and Lucifer's storyline and, um, you know, Castiel and um, Crowley and Mary and Sam, you know, a lot of times when you have all these storylines going on before, they don't really gel well together sometimes. Mm-hmm. And this one, they, you know, they flowed, you know, they were really mm-hmm. good. Mhm. Yes. Uh, everything worked out very well. Yeah, there was a lot going on, but it just balanced out really well. Got a lot done, and did character work and emotions, and it had uh, humor. It had scary scares. It was creepy. Yeah, great job. Um, I liked this episode. I think the last episode Robert Barons wrote was one of the last couple of last season, and was not successful for me, so I'm glad to see him back to his usual form. He's usually a very good supernatural writer. I think next week we have one of the new writers, so very curious to see how that's going to come out. Yeah, me too. It sounds like a really good episode from just from the description. Mm-hmm. It does. And I want to say it was written by Davy Perez, maybe? think he was tweeting about it. Um, okay. I was trying to look it up and the computer wouldn't behave. Anyway. <laughs> um <laughs> Any other news? Um, oh, we were going to mention the Jensen and Jeffrey Dean Morgan tweets. You, you, you can mention them. You were wanted to talk about them. <laughs> um, if anybody hasn't seen them, um, check out the Twitter exchange between Jensen and Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I think it started with Jensen who posted. God, he posted pictures to his Facebook and Instagram and then tweeted about it. Um, first, it was um, a bat wrapped in barbed wire 
And if you happen to not watch The Walking Dead, they have an extremely bad guy on at the moment who uses that as a weapon. His name is Negan, and he's played by Jeffrey Dean Morgan. So Jensen started with, and then he took a picture. There was a picture of him sitting on the hood of the car holding the bat. He's, since, you know, uh, you think I'll give it a try, and, and then Jeffrey eventually answers him, and they go back and forth. And I thought Jeff's last tweet today, I mean, it was it was funny, and it was very crossover, like, between Supernatural and The Walking Dead. Even The Walking Dead, like, responded in there, the official Twitter account, as did Michael Cudlips, um popped in there also. And um, Jensen had mentioned about how the leather jacket had been shredded by um, vampires and think he'd think he prefer zombies, you know. And, and then Jeff said, you know, he said, you know, it's not the zombies, you know, it's the humans, kid. And I thought it took a very philosophical turn because he's right. You know, sometimes humans are the worst monsters. We've seen that on Supernatural as well. Um, like the Benders episode, for one, way a long time ago. Um, it's not so much the vampires or the zombies or whatever. It's the humans. Sometimes they're the most monstrous of all. But when we get to that point, it's actually very funny because they go back and forth about the leather jacket and, oh, did I leave a scarf there? And could you send it to me? And, and it's just great. You, you have to check it out. <laughs> um, they're awesome. Yes, I love them. They, they, they were, they're just fantastic. They're worth reading and worth keeping and retweeting. They're just, they're just wonderful between the two of them. And, and then it, like, hit the news wires. I think Entertainment Weekly and a few others did an actual little story on them. So I, I, I think it'd be cool if The Walking Dead somehow worked in something. You know, it would have to be subtle, you know. But An old 67 Impala. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Abandoned on the side of the road or brothers or something. That would be cool. And after the, the the episode of Walking Dead this week was just, Oh, it's just you can't even describe it. I mean, after no. that episode, I like the humor. You know, I like getting a little bit of humor to make, you know, because, oh, yeah. my God, that, oh, watching it, I was like, and mm. I know we're going off on, not, this isn't supernatural, mm-hmm. but everybody, mm-hmm. oh, it seems like almost everybody watches Walking Dead. But while mm-hmm. watching this, I was like, why, why am I watching this? I was honestly thinking to myself, why? When I watch this, when it's why why do I made no sense for me to watch it, knowing giving myself these feelings that it's my own fault for watching this episode. It's like ah, (laughs) it was horrifying. It really, really was horrifying. Like it was so dark. I it was horrible, horrible. And like you said, he was the monster, the worst monster I've ever seen. And I hate um, what they call torture porn movies. You know, I like good scary movies, mm. but I do not mm-hmm. like torture porn. And, mm-hmm. you know, I don't like a lot of gore and all that. And mm-hmm. this, and that episode of Walking Dead, it was getting close to being just torture porn. I mean, it was just horrible. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe that was on television. And, mm-hmm. you know, they they won't let you say the F word. You know, Negan cusses in the mm-hmm. comic books. 
They won't let Jeffrey Dean Morgan say the F word on that channel, but they'll show that stuff. That makes mm-hmm. no sense to me. And I honestly did not know if I would continue watching Walking Dead after that episode. And mm-hmm. But then I watched the Talking Dead episode after it, and they talked about how this mm-hmm. week's episode is going to be kind of humorous and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll try it. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, it, maybe it won't, you know, surely to goodness it won't mm-hmm. ever be anything as bad as this one again. So, And I know, <laughs> yeah, the comic books, it's like that in the comic books and stuff, but mm-hmm. seeing a picture drawn out in mm-hmm. a comic book is a whole lot different than watching it happen mm-hmm. on the television screen. Yeah. Yeah. And the, I mean, I don't know how spoilery I should be, but there were, there were two deaths and the second one was worse than the first. It was just like, oh, they just lingered on it. Yeah. I, I was, ugh. yeah, I don't know. I might, I mean, I have it set up on my DVR. I don't know if I'll watch it. I might take a break, <laughs> you know, and stack up a couple episodes and see how it's going because it was it was rough, really rough to watch. And and um, and, and it never got better. You know, they even had the part where <laughs> no, he was threatening <laughs> no, threatening Rick with worse. Carl. And I was like, you've got <sighs> to be kidding me! You've got to be kidding yes. me! This is never going to stop. <sighs> okay, that's yeah. our discussion of Walking Dead. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Um, we talked about that. Um, oh, and one other thing, a uh, little bit of supernatural mm-hmm. news, sad news. Um, we did lose a member of the Supernatural family this week, Michael Massey. Um, mm-hmm. He played Kubrick. Um, he was Gordon's friend in season three. He was in two episodes, played Kubrick. And um, the actor is a fantastic actor. He's been in so mm-hmm. many things. Um, X-Files and um, Rizzolian Isles. He was in The Crow. He played Fun Boy. He's actually the one who and um, fired the shot that killed Brandon Lee when they were filming The Crow. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he didn't know. He, he was supposed to be a blank, but, you know, mixed mm-hmm. up there. Um, but Michael Massey, that actor, he passed away this week. And very sad mm-hmm. to hear that. He was a fantastic actor. And he was what sixty one? Not not too old. Sixty one, yeah. No, yeah, that was that was too bad. Um, the auctions are finished, right? We didn't get a chance to talk about them mm-hmm. first last week, but the team Levi um, auctions were done, and I think I think they were a success. <laughs> I think the whole auction yeah, was did great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's awesome. Congratulations. Um, Oh, and um, I mean, I'm sure pictures and reports are still coming out, but the Entertainment Weekly Pop Fest was today, I think, in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And Jensen and Jared were there. There's a bunch of pictures around, and I guess you could watch it on their site. It's probably still around. I haven't had a chance to see it myself, but the pictures look awesome. Um, there's a there's a group picture of the CW people that were there, and it, and it goes, on one end it goes uh, Jensen, Jared, Stephen Amell, and then it, I think Grant Gustin and then Katie Lotz. And I think Supergirl, is it Melissa? I'm not sure because I don't watch it. But anyway, <laughs> Stephen Amell is no short guy, but Jared, but Jared and Jensen made him look small <laughs> in his picture. <laughs> this picture that I saw, I thought it was kind of cute. 
because that's what Jared does to everybody, <laughs> including Jensen sometimes. But I thought it was cute. Um, yeah, oh. there's a lot of great pictures when that came out. Yeah, definitely. They looked pretty cool in their sunglasses. Um, also, because it's a charity thing, Jared is, uh, curated a wine for Stephen Amell's wine company, Knocking Point, which I think is still out there. It uh, to be ordered, I think. Um, mm-hmm. And Megan, sister, uh, uh, Jared's sister, Megan, uh, who's a wonderful, who did the book, Little Mo, and her new book, Moon. Oh, no. It's, it's something moon. I'm so sorry, Megan. But uh, anyway, Megan Padalecki is a wonderful illustrator and artist, and she did the wine label. And it's the it's uh, the exorcism, which is really cool. It's called Ven, Ventor or Ventore, which is hunter in Latin. So, and part of those proceeds go to Stephen's uh, cancer charity. There's there's a bad That's word cancer. in front of cancer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's That's a bad cancer. word in front of cancer. <laughs> yes. So. Um, anything else? I think we're good. I think we covered it all. My goodness. Well, just over an hour, two episodes, and a bunch of news. <laughs> <laughs> But we did good. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, we've had three episodes so far, and two out of three I thought were very, very good. So hopefully the second episode, you know, it's just an aberration until the next episode that they write comes out. <laughs> and um, hopefully the new writers have a real handle on Supernatural and the characters. It's Sam and Dean. It's all Sam and Dean, if you're out there listening. <laughs> it's Sam and Dean and the brothers, their relationship. That's the foundation. <laughs> um, I guess that's it. Oh, and ratings. Ratings were pretty steady, right? Yep, yep. Oh, but the Nielsen, what are the social, what do they yeah, call it, social... We- uh, Those are social uh, social content, right? Yeah, we were even though we weren't trending very much this week, uh, we still came in number one for the night. Um, so that's pretty awesome. Yeah. So, good job. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's it for tonight. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. Um, we appreciate it very much. Um, that's it. Uh, we'll see you after next week's episode. Hope it's a good one. Uh, happy Halloween on Monday. <laughs> An appropriate supernatural holiday. And that's it for me, Becky. Any last words? <laughs> Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Sorry that we missed last week. I just was really sick and I'm still not much better but I, I was not going to miss it two weeks in a row so <laughs> had to come had to do well, it tonight well I thought you sounded uh, just fine <laughs> and, you don't know uh, all the times I've uh, been muting so I could cough though so. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
thank you for persevering. <laughs> I hope you feel better. <laughs> With some tea. Yeah. All right. Thanks, everyone. We'll say goodnight and let the boys play us out. Hey, I'm Jared Padalecki. And this is Jensen Ackles. And you're listening to Winchester Radio.